Hello and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, we are once again joined by County Administrator Scott Stevens. Welcome, Scott. Hey, Renee. It's great to be back as always. Great to have you. Well, and I'm going to go ahead really quick and tell a story on myself. If I seem a little flushed, it's because we started the podcast without a microphone for me. And apparently we both need microphones. So, you know, we're starting over. <laughs> yeah, I can read lips, but not quite as fast <laughs> as you were talking. So anyway. So sorry. So I know there's a lot of stuff going on. Why don't you take it away? You know, Renee, we had talked a little bit about the weather and the cold, and I'm glad we got through that. I'm glad we made it through the cold. I'm sure we'll have some more, and we'll see see if February has a little snow for us, right? A day or two of that would be great. Uh, it is surprising to me how fast things go. I can't believe we're at the end of January. It seems like we just were doing this at the start. Uh, but in recapping some of the board meetings for January, at least telling the community things they may already know, but just want to summarize some of what we've done. So the board did hold their organizational meeting January 9th. Uh, they did elect... Uh, the chair of the board, Ruth Larson, to serve this year, and vice chair is Jim Eisenhower. You have promoted that, so I hope the community is well aware, but I do want to congratulate both of them and thank them for their service to the community in those various roles. And then the board does choose their assignments to various boards and committees that they serve on. Uh, Ms. Null really stepped into where Ms. Sadler had been, so those what we used to, was Ms. Sadler last year would be Ms. Null this year. And then the only other significant change is Mr. McGlennon uh, took over Old Town Medical Dinner Center, Center from Ms. Larson. And so uh, beyond that, they seem to be off and running this year. I held two meetings beyond that since uh, their organizational meeting, their regular meeting January 9th. Uh, we did introduce Barb Watson as our new director of social services. We actually had gone through the selection process last fall. Uh, Rebecca Venroot had left us in December, uh, introduced Mr. Watson, to, I was going to do it in November, then I was going to do it in December, and I finally did it in January. She was very gracious in forgiving me for that delay, but really excited to have her in that position of social services director. Uh, she brings 35 plus years of experience of working with James City County. She's from this area and really a great personality to work with. So I hope you'll congratulate Barb Watson as you see her running around town and calling her as needed. She is excited to serve the community in yet another role. Um, also for FY 2023 at this meeting, we did present our audit. We were a month behind. Uh, we're working on that. There's some issues with just staffing and people and uh, from our side to our accountant side, uh, but the audit overall went very well. And so I think we're pleased to have that done one year behind us. Again, we had a pretty good year in 2023. Uh, we did report an audit finding. And so I do want to share that really the finding was, in my opinion, minor. In our finance worlds, it's pretty significant because they don't want a finding. But one auditor said you ought to report something this way, and that was the auditor we used last year. Our current auditor, because we changed auditor this year, said we should report it another way. So there was nothing um, illegal or money missing or anything. If you hear about that, it was just simply a way of showing reporting for some of the agencies that which we do the finance or hold their money. And so, again, I think a minor issue for me as the county administrator uh, but I know for our finance folks, they really were bothered by that finding. It's just auditor's opinion. The board did hold a number of public hearings at the January 9th meeting. We had a pre-budget public hearing, just an opportunity for the community to come out and just share what they'd like to see or not see. Uh, we held a Stewart Road at AFD edition, and that was Agricultural Forest District of putting more property into that protected status for a period of time. Uh, they deferred an attached uh, apartment on the main. There was a residential unit wanting to have a small apartment there. Uh, they deferred that uh, action to February 13th. We approved a center, or they approved, a, a contractor's office and warehouse on Richmond Road. And then we have at least postponed to April 9th, the scenic roadway protection and the comp plan revision, so more to come on that. 
And then they did approve tax exemption uh, for seniors and disabled, increasing our limits slightly. Uh, you can have an income up to $55,000 a year and the home value, you would get the first $150,000 uh, of your home value not taxed. And that's at the current tax rate, about $1,500 a year, just over $100 a month. And that was up from right around $100 a month. So some additional tax savings for those seniors or disabled members of our community that would qualify. Um, and that was really it for their January 9th meeting. Moving on to the January 23rd meeting, seemed to their board's business meeting, uh, seemed to have a lot on the agenda. They start off with a couple of proclamations, uh, one for the Williamsburg Community Foundation and another for Rich Crop, who had served on our planning commission for a number of years and was stepping down out of that role. They approved some annual contracts where we have engineering firms that we can call on if we need services. We've already got a price in place and a contract with those firms. So it helps us in moving things along quicker if we need to, to provide service to the community. Accepted a grant from one from the Williamsburg Health Foundation for an outdoor fitness court. Looking at the videos of this, what we're envisioning, uh, it will be a really interesting um, workout area at the Warhill Sports Complex. We're going to put it up near the basketball courts. And so it will be something I think the community will be really excited about and want to thank the Williamsburg Health Foundation for funding that project. And more, we'll talk more about that as it comes to fruition. We also accepted a grant for our Commonwealth Attorney's Office and their VSTOP program. And again, some of those things are regular and routine, but I never take the grant's acceptance for a receipt uh, for granted. I knew it takes effort to get them and effort to manage them. And I do thank all of our staff for continuing to look for those opportunities to leverage our local funds and take, take them further by using some state or federal monies. Uh, we also had a resolution of a Ches Bay violation, a fairly minor violation, an illicit discharge violation, uh, just action by the board to sort of accept what we did. Our staff had come to an agreement with the property owners and resolving those issues. Um, we moved on to a solid waste discussion by our solid waste director, Bob Dittman. Our board has talked about getting into the garbage collection or solid waste business for a number of years beyond just convenience centers. Uh, Mr. Dittman really reiterated sort of the process. We've been through some studies, but the real the process to get us through this is to give our current providers a notice that allows them time to adjust. So we don't just say they can't do business here next week. State law requires a five-year notice if we are going to displace them. We still have a lot to work through in terms of details, but the thought is we would get into this business and provide weekly garbage service to our residents. And if you wanted it, you'd work it through the county. We may contract with an operator. We may hire staff and buy equipment ourselves. Those decisions are still to be made, but we are, uh, the board did agree to let us move forward with a public hearing. That public hearing would occur sometime this spring. And that would start sort of this five-year notice period. So we haven't made any real decision yet. And we certainly have not said we're doing it absolutely but we are moving that direction. And so hiring a staff person to sort of lead that effort, Mr. Dittman has been with us, uh, I guess, coming up on a year this spring, uh, but is really our person to sort of lead us through that. Um, and I think that will be a good thing for the community. Not that service is bad. I don't want to discount anything that goes on. Uh, the one thing out of our consolidation report that we did a few years ago that I found very interesting and had not considered with five or six providers today, they drive about 6,000 miles a week on our streets. And there's a lot of overlap. If we go to one provider, that reduces to just over 2,000 miles a week. So we have a significant drop of these large trucks traveling in our community by getting into the business and having one provider. So more opportunity for discussion on that as we go forward. The board also heard a presentation of the Yarmouth Creek Watershed Management Plan and then at the end of that did adopt that plan. And there've been a number of community meetings coming through that. And it's another one of our watersheds that we have now an up-to-date management plan, understanding the uh, any kind of 
challenges that watershed may have due to ongoing development, what future development may look like. And overall, this watershed seemed to be in fairly good shape with some small areas of concern, but by and large, it was deemed to be in pretty good shape. So glad to have that report and that plan for us. Uh, we also formed uh, the James City County 250th Virginia Revolution 250th Commission. And again, that is something that is going on uh, across Virginia. And again, uh, Carla Brittle and our Parks and Rec Department is leading that effort for us uh, and more to come as we move forward and work towards the 2026 timeframe and the 250th um, anniversary. We also brought back the interim agreement for our consolidated government center. And again, I say brought back, we've had this project in front of the board a number of times, so we brought the project back along with the interim agreement. And what this allows us to do is enter into a, a commitment with this company, Henderson Gilbain, to develop really plans and specifications and a cost estimate for a government center. Uh, it's about a $4 million process to get through that. It will take us in the probably nine to 12 month timeframe, will involve some public input and community outreach. Uh, of really what do you want to see in a government building, what would be good for our residents, for our for our employees, for our elected officials. Um, and again, the basis of it is we do need space. We've gone through that a number of times. We're going to spend a significant amount of money expanding and renovating existing facilities, or we're going to spend a significant amount of money on building a new facility. Our board has pushed us toward the road of, of building a new facility that will move us from our Mounts Bay campus, which is sort of at the lower end of the county, to a site beside the rec center is where we're proposing it go today. There's a 10-acre wooded site. Uh, it would be more central to the county, have good visibility, good access for our residents, and I think serve the community well for many years to come. So I think you'll hear a lot more about that from me in the coming months as we get into the community outreach and involvement. And then next year this time, we ought to have a real number uh, we've talked about 80 to $100 million for this project. I think we'll have something a year from now that we can decide, yes, that makes sense, and we move forward. It will have had our input on design, and to this point, it really hasn't. That's how this unsolicited process works with a proposal we received almost a year ago. And so we will have that uh, involvement as we go through the process in, in this next um, three to six to 12 months. So excited to have that moving forward. Um, also, we the board came out and appointed... Uh, Kira Allman to our planning commission. So at this point, we have a full planning commission. We'll see how long that lasts. We, you know, so our boards and commissions do have uh, some turnover from time to time, uh, but those were the actions taken during this this uh, November or January twenty third meeting. Um, it seems to be we are talking with our board. We're getting into the new year. We're talking about things that are coming, and we seem to have a lot of meetings scheduled. I'm going to circle back to that in a minute. Uh, we were recording this just ahead of the community conversations we held, and going into that, seems like we have a really good turnout expected, so I hope that's how it turns out, and I'll share more about that in the future. We also are attending local government day, where our elected officials are headed to Richmond to sort of interact with our representatives there and express our desires and wishes. Uh, it's as much about relationship building telling them what we want, asking them what we can do to help, and just knowing that we have that relationship with our delegation. And so I, I thank our board for their time and effort to spend though half a day or a little more in Richmond wandering around and talking to our state representatives sort of on their turf uh, there. So uh, a good a thing for us. I also mentioned an early, I guess our last one of these that we're going through a reassessment process. I hope the community knows that. We do that every two years on our real estate values. Uh, we are working on information we can share that we'll talk about the process in general so that you can understand how our assessors work through that or our real estate uh, office works through the process of assigning a new value to your home. 
Um, it is not an appraisal, but it is based on sales within neighborhoods and within the county. And so we'll have them talk about that and be able to share that in general. They will come to our board of supervisors meeting February 27th and sort of talk about what they're seeing for James City County. And then February 29th, they will mail out uh, notices to all of our property owners whose values have changed. And that should be almost all of the properties within James City County. And so it's a pretty large effort. We do it every two years. Happens to be our time. And I just would sort of, I don't want to say forewarn, but at least try to help our residents know and understand, well, how much, how much. It'll vary by neighborhood. Some go up more than others. Um, but in looking to York County, who just had a report, and I think in January, their, their assessments were up 20%. In looking at New Kent, I think they were up 24%. So I would have an expectation you'll see that in James City County as well, that the average increase will be somewhere in that, and we will have that information in the coming months. So by the end of February, uh, you'll, well, early March, we'll melt those in February, you'll have the notice early March, you will have the new value for your property. And there is an opportunity to appeal that. You have until the end of March to make an appeal. As part of that, and just sort of anticipating um, concerns with residents about paying additional taxes, not that the rate changes or goes up, but tax implications of individually, what that means for them, our board has asked that we hold some district-wide community meetings, and so we are working on schedules for that. I expect that will start occurring the second week of April, but by the time we get the tax notices mailed or these reassessment notices mailed out at the end of February, we will have those dates set and be advertising those dates for uh, residents to come out and meet directly with board members and staff, talk with us, let us explain where we are, why we think uh, the needs are, what we think they are, where some of these funds should go, and be able to listen to residents as well. So it will be district by district. You can attend the meeting in your district. You certainly could attend the other meetings, or you can go to all the meetings. Uh, our, our presentation should be the same. The questions may vary depending on the audience we have, but a lot of uh, effort going into trying to have that public outreach and make sure we're talking to you, sharing information and providing opportunities for you to meet with us. And then we'll have the normal public hearings related to our budget process in the April-May uh, timeframe and the approval of the budget in May. So lots of things coming up for the community involvement in the coming month or two. And I guess with that, Renee, you know, I've, I've spent enough time, new board, getting the year off, uh, working through budgets, uh, we are working on a paying class study for staff. That will be something we'll talk about publicly as it's coming forward. And we're trying to get our hands around what that really looks like so that we can retain staff uh, and then attract good qualified staff to serve this community for the years to come. I think, you know, I get a lot of compliments on the folks we have. I get, a, I really appreciate the staff that's here, but it is still a tough market. It is still hard for us to get new people and have competitive salaries. I think our benefits are very good, but there's always another somebody who's got it a little better and those things matter. So we're constantly looking at that. And this paying class study we're going through is, is an effort to make sure that we're fairly compensating our employees that we're setting the community up. So we do attract and retain some of the best. And I, I tend to think we have a really, really good staff. And we say that, and then I've mentioned before, we get these national and state awards that sort of uh, reconfirm that yes, we are some of the best out there in terms of what we do and what we provide, but uh, that's an important part of our operation as well. Um, Again, we'll have a joint meeting with the school board coming up. I believe it is scheduled in March. I know the date, but I'll talk more about that as we get into the March update. So that is coming where we're here, the operational costs for the school division. And I know talking with the superintendent there, continue to have challenges with teachers and staffing and uh, salaries for them, which is a big number as well. So more to come on where the needs are for additional money within our community. 
Um, in terms of a fun project and one that I say fun, one that's moving along well. And for me, they're fun when they uh, seem to have no hiccups, right? We've said we were going to do it. We're doing it now. Uh, and that happens to be the marina dockage. You know, we uh, we tore down the old wooden docks some years ago, replaced them with floating docks. They turned out, I think, very nicely. We've gotten a lot of good compliments. We had some parts of that that we had taken out of that project to reduce some of the costs associated with that. We later did a study where we, the floating docks that we knew were in bad shape, the, the floating docks with covered slips that we knew were in bad shape, uh, we just weren't sure how bad. And the study uh, that we did last summer said they were really bad. And so we, we took those out of service pretty quickly last year um, with very little notice to our boat owners. We did go back to a project and bid out sort of that work we had taken off the original floating dock project last fall. They were supposed to be done by April. The docks really are in place today and almost ready. There's still some work to be done, but this contractor is ahead of schedule. It does provide significantly more dockage than we have had since we tore down the floating docks or the covered floating docks. Uh, but again, I think it's really nice to have the project going on. Members out there seem to be excited. And we do have a meeting tentatively scheduled for February 8th at 6 p.m. Uh, with our boat with anybody interested in the marina and focused on those that were renting slips from us so we could talk through um, that as we go forward in time and make sure that we're putting some rules in place that make sense to them as slip uh, renters. Uh, but really, anybody that has an interest in the marina would be invited to come to that meeting. And we'll advertise that as we get that February 8th date and time uh, confirmed, but tentatively at 6 p.m. Uh, February 8th, and we're looking for an area in and around the marina. So we'll put that out as we have that uh, very soon. Um, beyond that, uh, I think I'll close for now. Keep one a little shorter maybe than sometimes, um, just to encourage people to be safe through the winter. I don't know what the cold will hold in terms of snow and ice and slick roads. We, I think February will bring some of that. Uh, but I will tell you, your local government working with our Department of Transportation will be here ready to respond. And we just ask uh, all of our community members if they have questions or need something to not hesitate to reach out to us. You know, my number 757-253-6603. There are lots of ways to get to me, but that rings at my desk. And if I don't answer, uh, Anya will get it for me or they can leave a message and we will call back. So we just encourage residents to reach out to us as they have questions or concerns. And we're always happy to try to provide uh, good responses and information and help them be as, as informed as as they want to be. So anything you think I ought to talk about, Renee, that we have going on that uh, is no. worth another minute? I mean, as always, I think you've covered everything. A couple of things that you said that I would just want to bring attention to. You defined AFD, Agricultural and Forestal District, so I didn't have to interrupt there. Well, thank you. And you once again said, we don't take grants for granted, which, you know, I just always, that's, yeah, that's amazing. So. <laughs> but oh. no, my, my only concern is that we're going to blink and it's going to be April because there is so much going on and we are definitely not kicking back this fall or this winter. That is for uh, sure. Never seems to be the case, Renee. Never. On, there's always something going. And again, I really appreciate all of our staff, you included in that, doing your part and pushing us along. And, you know, these things, the podcast, whether it's me or your other guests, they don't happen just organically. They take somebody purposefully thinking through and doing it. And I appreciate the effort that goes into getting us out here. So thanks for having me back. Well, thank you for coming back. And I've started rotating through the fun questions. I'm going to give you this one off. So we're not going to do this one, but be prepared. <laughs> All right, great. Next time, those have started to come back. So stay Wonderful. tuned for that. Yeah, I appreciate the heads up on that. All right. Once again, Scott, thank you so much. Sure. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please be sure to subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode. 
rate us wherever you're listening to your podcast or watching the video. And also tell your friends and family about us. Um, like Scott has said, this is something that we work kind of hard on. And it's a great way to get a lot of information in a really short period of time. And for those of you that tend to just listen to us, we are also video now. And so you can find us at youtube.com slash James City County. So once again, thank you so much for checking in. Oh, I almost forgot. If you have any show ideas, comments, critiques, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can go to our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. I think it's right below on the screen. And while you're there, there's a form and you can give us all your comments. We would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next time.